and welcome back to The Paper Fold. I am your host, Sarah, The Paper Nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. This December episode is my gift to all my listeners as my guest, the one and only Dominique Sherman, has been gifting all of us with incredible stationery design for 35 years and counting. In 1950, Dominique's father, Marcel Sherman, founded Sherman Fine Papers as a wholesale stationery importer in his Berkeley, California kitchen, according to Wikipedia. By 1961, also according to Wikipedia, it had earned its first million. In 1973, Dominique's mother, Margaret, opened the first papyrus store, also in Berkeley to sell the brand's wares. Meanwhile, Dominique would join the family business in 1982 and become CEO in 1991. Both Marcel Sherman and Papyrus were heavily influenced and shaped by European artistry and handmade traditions as they relate to not just paper craft, but stationery's distinctive ability to celebrate a moment through time and space as only this medium can. Over the ensuing years, both Papyrus and Marcel Sherman would evolve as brands do. Rather than get into a history lesson that's accessible by any Google search, I will just say that both ventures have Dominique's fingerprints all over them. And over her tenure as CEO, she has mastered all elements of running a major brand, from product and brand development to overseeing wholesale, retail, and e-commerce operations. With that amazing skill set, Dominique was poised to launch the brand Nikki D in 2020, just as the world was changing. And while most of the stationary community at that time was leaning towards smaller, more copy or illustration-driven cards unified by collection, Nikki D ventured in the complete opposite direction. Each stellar handmade design from this award-winning house of stationery is testament to the medium's potential, with unexpected embellishments like flocking, die cuts, or layered art thoughtfully united to truly bring a beautiful experience to both sender and the lucky recipient. These are custom pieces of fine art, delivered to your mailbox no less. Dominique's expertise and eye is unparalleled, so you know I have a million questions for her. It is my honor and pleasure to bring her on right after this. Hey nerds, by now most of you are doubtless familiar with that fantastic and fantastical LA-based brand Girl With Knife, as well as its creative powerhouse founder, Alicia Castaldi. This brand's rise has been as dramatic and sharp as, well, the edge of a knife. That's because Girl With Knife is more than your new BFF in paper goods and home decor. It's a mood and a lifestyle, as illustrated by the awards it's stacked up in less than five years like so many pairs of Jimmy Choo's. Alicia won the highly competitive and coveted Artist of the Year Louis Award in 2022, and since then, she has been busy living up to that moniker both within the stationery and gift communities and beyond. Because Alicia is a true disruptor, she has chosen to redesign a series of houses dotted across LA from Bel Air to Palm Springs with an eye toward creating living design spaces for her brand. These have been dubbed knife houses and they are receiving major airtime from HGTV and the like. Meanwhile, Girl with Knife is the first paper brand I can think of that received major international press coverage in Ola Magazine Spain as well as Hello Magazine UK and Ola Magazine Mexico. Many of us pay 
paper nerds became Swifties once we heard that the singer herself is a big card sender, while another celeb who I cannot name sent Taylor a girl with knife card atop a floral arrangement before her historic Eras concert in LA. I can only imagine that the divine blush and black design reading, I just friggin' adore you, gave Ms. Swift inspiration to completely slay the stage that evening. Beyond all the fanfare, however, there is authentic emotion and edge behind each design, be it greeting card, candle, art print, or desk must-have. Alicia has been a guest on this podcast and shared how autobiographical notes run through every last piece. There is so much more than meets the eye. You will love exploring and discovering every last design. So if you're a paper nerd out in the wild looking to express your best self as you uplift those you adore, head on over to girlwithknifealllspelledout.com and immerse yourself. Meanwhile, if you are in the trade, shop this brand sensation exclusively on FAIR 24-7. I guarantee your stationery, as well as your living and workspaces, will slay. Dominique, welcome to the paper folds. Hi, it's very nice to be here. I'm very excited to meet you, Sarah. I, it's really nice to see you again. So you grew up in a greeting card family. Uh, there's only a few people I know that have done that, and you are always the first that comes to mind. Uh, you were essentially raised a paper nerd and carried on and chose to carry on the proud family <laughs> tradition. So. Yes. <laughs> My first question for you is, did you always know you were going into the family business? Well, it's kind of interesting. I, I always loved the business ever since I was a little girl. And I would spend my summers and whatever free afternoons I had um, hanging out at the office, which was then kind of a, mainly a warehouse where we did shipping and we folded cards and um, I just was fascinated by the whole thing and loved it, loved the people. So I kind of grew up literally behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those days, the company was very small. And we, you know, my parents would bring product home to make sample books and that kind of thing for the sales reps, because we were a wholesale business. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of grew up just living it every day. And uh, we would have suppliers come and visit. And um, there was always greeting card product around the house. <laughs> um, but I never really thought I was going to go into the business. I actually wanted to go to law school. But um, when I was uh, about to graduate, my father announced that he was going to sell the business. He's, mm -hmm. uh, he was Swiss and very planful and... Uh, he was, you know, planning his 10-year retirement plan. <laughs> he wanted to retire on his 65th birthday. So that was his, his objective. So anyway, he announced that. And I said, you know, before you do that, why don't you let me work with you? And, you know, I've always loved the business. Let's see what happens. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did. And we never looked back. 
Hey nerds, it is once again that time to shout out my fabulous sponsor, Kitty Meow Boutique, as well as the amazing creative community its founder, Katherine Hildner, has built around her. This Chicago force of nature is a modern day renaissance woman, as you'll shortly learn. Everything starts with the Kitty Meow Boutique brand. This stationery and gift range is fun, fierce, and specifically designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. These distinctive offerings can be shopped in over 1,300 stores in 13 countries, but at the core of every last skew is Kat's commitment to her clientele. You are her number one priority to be treated like the long lost friend you are. Catherine knows it is a blessing to figuratively walk beside you as you navigate your own highs and lows. And that comes through loud and clear in every last offering. Speaking of which, get ready for a slew of new Kitty Meow boutique releases. Kat is getting ready to release a ton of new stickers, candles, gift bags, and keychains. So while KMB greeting cards perfectly accessorize every last moment in a woman's life from that new baby to a new work partnership and everything in between these offerings in other categories allow you to truly put your personality out there i often refer to stickers as greeting cards to the world well so are candles gift bags and keychains it's never been easier for your personality to truly shine with style seasoned with the occasional snark of course but Catherine doesn't just talk the empowerment talk she lives it just as she puts her stationary customers first when a maker takes part in kmb education offerings her focus is on growing and even scaling that brand just like it was her own. Through a variety of course offerings, Kat figuratively walks alongside her clients as they build and grow their businesses. In today's tough economic climate, even a little mistake can really cost you. Kat uses her hard-won experience gained in the stationary trenches to help you navigate every last up and down, master your online business, increase sales, and boost your business confidence along the way to boot. So whether you are wanting to turn your artwork into a card, experience the self-pay, self-study of the KMB Wholesale Intensive, join a KMB group coaching container, or dive super deep with a one-on-one mentorship, Kat can help you turn your dreams to reality. Meanwhile, everything all comes into the very sharpest focus at the ultimate product party, UPP for short. It's still not too late to get tickets for Kat's May 2024 event in Southern California. There you can be in the UPP room where it all happens for two dazzling days of keynote speakers, breakout workshops, roundtable discussions, panels, networking, dreaming, scheming, content creating, and of course, fun and friendship. So whether you are trying to connect with that far-flung bestie or dominate the market with your brilliant creations, it all starts at kittymeowboutique.com. So get on this already, kitty cats, and be sure to tell Kat that Sarah sent you. I had the privilege of working, you know, kind of side by side with him in the very beginning. And I was exposed to really all aspects of the business from answering the phone (laughs) to uh, working in the warehouse, helping him with uh, product selection. In those days, we were an importer and distributor. Mm -hmm. So we didn't publish our own product. We imported product from Europe. Mm -hmm. So my father would go on buying trips to Europe Mm -hmm. and get samples. And so I, you know, I started to help him with things like that and eventually became very interested in the product development and the marketing side of the business, which was where I ended up focusing. Wow. Let me ask you, was he going to like, was he going to NSS? Was he going to Atlanta? Were you? So he would, travel, he would travel to Europe to the, like the Frankfurt uh, mm-hmm. paper show. Um, 
and um, Birmingham, probably. Early, the early days of Birmingham. It was a long way from what it is today. Uh, and then he would meet he would meet suppliers, and then he would often go to their offices wherever they were and meet with them, you know, one on one. And he loved to travel and explore. I've always like a treasure hunt. We would various countries and look for new lines, and then trying Japan, Turkey, Italy, Germany, Switzerland. Uh, so it was kind of like a, a really truly like a treasure hunt. And because he spoke. Um, German and Swiss German and felt very comfortable in Europe, he kind of had that advantage. And I was able to work with companies that may not have been familiar with the American market or, or interested really even in exporting, but he was able to make it all work because he had, you know, that, that language ability and the understanding of both the European culture and the American culture. Um, so that's how we did it in the early days. And then um, as I started to get to know the business, I, I started to recognize that, you know, while we had a beautiful product line, it was very niche because it was very European. Hmm. And many of the American uh, trends and um, even holidays, we didn't really have a very good offering because of the, you know, the cultural differences. Uh, so I suggested that we start to design and publish our own cards to complement what we were bringing in from Europe and to be able to fill those gaps. And that was the beginning of um, a big, really, really big change in the business because we became publishers. We started to work with artists directly. We started printing our own product and understanding what the consumer was really looking for. We were able to tailor um, what we were bringing to market. And then that kind of drove our sales uh, forward at that time. And um, along that, uh, this, you know, around that same time, my mother um, decided to open a greeting card store. Uh -huh. And she was trying to get kind of get back into business after stepping away to raise the, all of us kids. There were four of us. Mm -hmm. And um, and so she decided to open this tiny little shop in Berkeley. And she came up with the name Papyrus. She has an art history background. And, you know, because of the Egyptian roots and the, you know, the how paper was originally created, she came up with the name Papyrus. Uh, and so that is how the retail business began. But we had a very kind of split company because the retail business was called Papyrus mm -hmm. and the wholesale business was called Marcel Sherman. Right, right. right. It, it, could be, it could be confusing. I just think it's yeah. so interesting that when you went on sales trips and were seeing all the, you know, uh, edge painting, uh, foiling, uh, die cutting, you know, all these embellishments. I mean, at the same time, you were kind of like, that was laying the groundwork for you to, you know, bring all these elements into the handmade market here. Uh, Absolutely. I was very inspired by the European market because they, in many ways, I think were ahead of the U.S. market in terms of the uh, presentation of greeting cards, the packaging, uh, and also kind of the stature of greeting cards, you know, in the UK, as you know, you know, greeting cards are really a central part of people's lives. Um, and so when I decided later on to launch the Papyrus product brand, 
um, I wanted to find a way to really differentiate the line from everything else that was in the market. And I, I kind of leveraged a lot of my uh, knowledge and exposure to these markets around the world to think about, okay, what can we do differently? And that is how I came up with the idea of doing the seller wrapping on the cards. Uh, I also decided to take all of the commerciality off the back of the cards. So the barcodes, the pricing, um, you know, uh, the traditional greeting card is, you know, has a lot of stuff printed on the back. So, you know, we removed all that and created the slip sheet that had um, the hummingbird story and also the sentiment and the retail price and the barcode. Uh, we added the hummingbird seal at the time. Uh, and then I thought, what can I do to the product itself to really make it stand out? And so we decided at that time to totally redesign every single greeting card in our line. And we went through every single greeting card and we thought, how can we enhance and embellish and kind of elevate this card and make it more special? And so we added foiling and we changed um you know, embossing dies, and we did die cutting, and we started to play with the handmade elements and, and glitter and gems, and, and really with the view of um, enhancing and making the card that much more special, but not to detract from the beauty of the artwork and the integrity of the design itself. So that's how it started. And so when we launched a papyrus brand, um, it was really groundbreaking in the industry. It was totally new. No one had, uh, you know, a cello bag, beautifully packaged product line with all, all of the embellishments of the lined envelopes, the insert sheet inside, um, you know, the seal and all of the rest. So that that's how it started. Mm -hmm. and what, what year was that? I'm sorry. No, but, um, um, that was um, 2003. Wow. Okay. Was the big debut when we launched, you know, kind of relaunched, we converted the Marcel Sherman mm -hmm. wholesale mm -hmm. business to Papyrus and relaunched the entire product line. Um, wow. That was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, when, so when I first started going to NSS, that would have been about 98, it was, there were a lot of handmade cards there. And like, oh. At that point, and and a lot of them were not, you know, they really crossed the line into craft. I mean, right, right, you know, yeah, uh, and you got and uh, both both, uh, you know, and then slowly over the years, it's sort of it's sort of, you know, I just started seeing less and less as a letter. Mm -hmm you know, then as the letter press makers came in, but, but, right. um, but, but the handmade customer is always there and it's a very special type. Of, I think it's a special type of customer. Um, and obviously both papyrus and Nikiti cards were renowned for that, their meticulous kind of quality right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, I'm really curious about how you see the handmade customer and like, who is she, what is she looking for? Um, and what do you try to deliver to her or him in each design? It is a different in America, in, in the UK, it's, as you mentioned, uh, you know, it's more like everyone appreciates it, but here it's a little more special. So I'm so curious to get your thoughts on who that person is. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's the, the, the customer is someone looking for something a little more distinctive, sophisticated, um, 
understated elegance, uh, something memorable, something that shows a lot of thought and craftsmanship, and I think has a refined um, sensibility. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, the cards are really meant to be um, cherished and saved. And I think people that are looking for something that stands out from everything else uh, really appreciate the thought and the creativity of, of a lot of the, the handmade cards that we offer. And I think what's unique about our handmade cards, as you said, there's, there's, there's handmade is a broad term, but some of it is just junky, you know, right. like <laughs> you some know? Of it is like, let me glue this wire and right, stuff. right. And let's just shove it in the envelope and hope for the best. Right. Uh, but you know, what we try and do is also innovate in terms of the materials so we have everything from, you know, laser cut wood to, um, you know, fabric, um, apt, 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 uh, shaped kind of resin items, um, gems that are all different kinds of gems. Uh, I just, I have a few samples here, but this is like an example of the laser cut wood That's that, you know, wow. it's hand applied. So it's 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 not only that it's handmade, but it's also the way that it's done. That's it, uh, right? You know, these like ve these vellum flowers. So I don't know if you can see, but wow. you know, they're all layered and then intricately complemented with with glitter, and then the little handmade banner with paper here. You know, so it, it's really thinking about how to combine all the different techniques and bring really unique techniques to the market. I mean, here's a, here's a fabric with the plush um, slippers and the gems. So, you know, that, I think it, it, it raises handmade to a, a very sophisticated level and it requires true, true artisans to make these. I mean, it's, it's a partnership. I've you know, developed a very tight bond with um, a couple of amazing creators that help by bringing their expertise and it's engineering, it's uh, technology, it's all different kinds of materials being applied. I mean, look at this one, yeah. has, you know, I mean, you could actually feel like you could eat those. You know? yeah. yeah, no, someone put so much care and love and thought into it. Yeah, yeah. So we just go through every single element and think about how can we, um, create something really remarkable. And that that's that's the philosophy behind it. And the other thing I would say is that there are kind of two two types of handmade cards. There's uh, something like this mm -hmm. that I'm sharing now where the handmade elements become the design, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is all handmade. There's nothing printed on this card. Wow. Uh, okay. So all right. it's all assembled by yeah. Each piece, you know, all the little layers of paper, all the embossing, all of the glitter, all of those colors, that's all created through these handmade elements. Um, but then you have something like this, which is much more subtle, but also very gorgeous, where the art is really the hero of the card. And then it's enhanced with this beautiful heron that has the handmade vellum wings and the gold foil touches so you know it's it's there's really two ways to approach it and you know we try and do both right, um right which is amazing because then when you're pulling you know when you're when sales reps are showing them it's like oh we have this and oh we right have right right and yeah. and and yeah and i think the other very unique thing about the nika d brand um uh, 
that I've also learned through my retail experience is that we have a lot of different looks and styles and types of cards that appeal to very different consumer tastes or sending a case. And so we try and think about the recipient, the occasion, uh, and provide a selection of looks and a broad range of art styles so that whoever you're shopping for will have something suitable, all kind of with a common denominator of being thoughtfully, beautifully designed, high quality materials, uh, handmade, you know, a lot of thought going into the editorial, uh, all the details, as you know, the lined envelopes, the printed insert sheets. I'm, I, I think the insert sheets is um, something that is also very special because most greeting cards, you just write on the card. And to have that little tipped in detail where there's the paper is separate and it provides that dimensionality and also enables us to enhance it with printing and oil and other elements. I think that's really adds a really special touch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, you know, I, since I got into this business, I mean, people would be like, Oh, it, the greeting card is a gift. The greeting card is a gift. Right. Right. Uh, and it is, and it's frameable, but yeah. with you, it's, you're getting into fine art. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> you're leaving gift and you're getting into like, you know, this is meticulously done, you know, to celebrate someone's birthday when you can't, right. you know, it's, uh, and we want to be the, we want to be the experience where, you know, somebody gets 10 cards for their birthday that ours is the one that they say, wow, this is really special. And I want to save this one, you know, and we talk about how meaningful greeting cards and writing can be in someone's life. And I, I you know, I, I think that's resonated with me from the very beginning. I mean, I find it fascinating and incredibly just significant that art on a piece of paper that looks beautiful with somebody's, you know, heartfelt emotional expression privately exchanged with someone can be such a powerful connection mm -hmm. that, you know, I just think that's really special and it doesn't go away. It, it's lasting. Oh. And so, you know, we want to be the, that card that somebody receives where they say, wow, not only does this look incredible, but it's inspired someone to write something really meaningful that I want to cherish and save as part of my, my life. And, you know, I've, I've told people before, and I truly believe it, that, you know, the right card at the right time with the right words inside can really have a huge impact on someone's life, can change someone's life direction, can inspire them, in a, you know, to make it a different decision, whatever it might be. But it, what else can do that? I mean... <laughs> Very little, very little. And when you were talking about like, okay, let's say I did not get seven birthday cards this year, but if I got I didn't know that that person like really cherished me. Like, and that's, yeah. that's really special too. Like I'm your favorite, but I'm just reminding you, you know, I'm right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's important and it means a lot to people. Oh yeah, really completely. And they last throughout time. I mean, I, I've been talking about that a, a lot in the past couple of episodes, but it's like the card doesn't change, but when you put it in a drawer, you know, you change and your life changes. And when you take it back out of the drawer, 
you know, it, it, it means something new to you sometimes. And, and that's part of the, the beauty um, and artistry of greeting cards too, is that, you know, they're this, they are this thing you look yeah. back on if, if you save it. Um, so right. right. I want to talk to you a little bit about design. Um, it, so it markets when I see your cards live and even when I receive these, these gorgeous samples that I'll get to in a moment. Um, I, <laughs> I do love discovering the elements of each and how they specifically work together. Um, it could be gold foiling, it could be paper cut, but everything is so artfully placed uh, as to be gorgeous without crossing that gaudy line. So knowing when something is enough and stopping before it gets to, to be too much is a gift that you have in spades. Um, and so I'm curious how you define over-designed and under-designed when it comes to handmade cards. Is there a certain balance you strike with each one? How do you know when it's right? And then as you were describing the cards, I sort of also wanted to ask you too, like, when you have this mountains image, do you have the image and then you're like, how do we bring it to life? Or do you say to yourself, we're going to use a metallic foil? How, what image do, are we going to use for like, how does the, like, I'm so curious about the process. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think um, I, I'd say the fundamental idea is that I try and let the art lead me to <laughs> to where I want to go. I start with the art. I mean and and I really try and make sure that I don't overpower the art or detract from the art by um overwhelming it with process. And I think that's a mistake that, you know, I see out there now is that you know, it's just stuff on the card and it becomes about the stuff. And I mean some cards you find out there, I mean they're 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 heavy. <laughs> so, so much stuff. And so I really, you know, I really look at, at, at each piece of art and I think about like, for example, one like this, this is a very fun, whimsical um, piece of art with a lot of color and, and painterly style. And I, and I say to myself, I don't want to lose those elements with whatever enhance and embellishment we're going to do. So, so I look for things that I can highlight things that I can augment. How do I bring those butterflies to life and make them sparkle? So they're more noticeable, but I don't want to put so much glitter on that butterfly that I can't see the gradation of color and the, the painterly style of art behind it. And I think that's a really important thing and and so i that that's my rule of thumb i said i i don't want to lose the art and that is you know i think something that often gets shortcutted so here's a you know, beautiful painting and you know if you put too much on it then all of a sudden you don't see the painting anymore so i we, we just went in with little elements of gold foil and then a few kind of artfully placed uh, gems just to really say Let's enhance and illuminate the aspects of the art that we think are beautiful and try and bring dimension dimensionality kind of to the look and feel. Uh, but let's not, you know, put so much glitter on this hummingbird that you don't even see those colors anymore. And I, I think that's how I go about it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And and, and then I think about, okay, what else can we do to add interest? And that's where we get into the, the lined envelopes. I'm, I wanted to show you 
This is a new artist that I've been working with. I think it illustrates it really well. She she's never done anything dimensional or handmade before. And you know, she has this amazing watercolor style. And I thought, you know, this was really challenging for me. Says, how do I do this without ruining the, the you know kind of watercolor and the kind of simple elegance of what she's doing here? And so, you know, we just decided for the, for example, let's, let's tip these flowers on so they look dramatic and have a little bit of, uh, of dimension. But, you know, let's not overwhelm them again. So we just added little features of glitter and gem, the iridescent foil on the pot. Then we did the text panel here. Um, and, you know, so it just kind of, again, makes it sparkle and shine, but you can still see the beautiful artistry. Um, yeah, it feels dreamy, which is what a watercolor feels like. You know, it feels very, you, you know, it just, it, you have, you've took that element of watercolor that got a flat, you know, on a flat card, it's one thing and it has a yeah. soft food, but you kind of like pumped it up without like betraying its watercolory quality, you know, that, that inherent. Oh, that's beautiful. I can see now in the yeah. light how you did the yeah. rainbow foil. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then, you know, the inside is, I don't know if you can see, but it's four color artwork inside. So we kind of brought the colors through. And then the, the liner, the, it's a gold pearl paper. And I think, uh, and then the liner just also has a lot of color and pop so that the whole thing works together to tell a story. And, um, you know, and I, I also want to stress the quality of the paper stocks because that's something I've never been willing to compromise on. And I think, you know, you, I see a lot of greeting cards out there and even some of the expensive ones that have started to really downgrade the quality of the paper. And, you know, they're not using, you know, pearled stocks and, um, you know, there's less liner and four color art. And I think, you know, stripping away those elements really takes away from the experience. So I've just, I've, I've stayed tried and true, costs more, but it's worth it. Cause you can just feel the difference. Right. And you know, the paper takes the inks better and it just creates, I think a much more elegant uh, finished product. So. Oh yeah. Well, and paper people know when there's a cheap paper with a. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that when I started to put cards in cello bags, mm -hmm. People said to me, well, no one will see all of these added value elements that you're offering. So, you know, why don't you turn the envelope back and show the envelope in the package? And how are you going to show them the insert sheet that that's special inside? And I said, you know, for me, it's about the brand experience and people get home and they open it up and they're, they're so happy to and pleasantly surprised to find these all these extra value elements. And I think that I've always thought that's the magic. You don't right. have to necessarily, you know, broadcast it at the shelf because you can't without, you know, putting labels all over everything and cheapening the product. So I said, you know, let people go home and open it up and say, wow, I didn't know that that was going to be printed inside and that it was going to have this gorgeous envelope. But then they get to understand that, when they buy a brand, this you know, hopefully they can trust that they're going to get these added benefits. So, I love um, that. 
I love that you do envelopes. I'm like obsessed with the envelopes and I, it kills (laughs) me when I get a great card and the envelope was just so obviously an afterthought because I feel like it's part of the outfit. It's like wearing a pair of nice shoes Mm. with an outfit. Like you can't forget the, the envelopes. (laughs) And so many people do. And I mean, right. In, in uh, let me ask you though, because uh, you you mentioned, you know, obviously you, you the the elements you're going to use are only going to be the best. I do hear a little bit about supply chain issues. It's hard to get this paper. It's hard to get this ink. Are you yeah. encountering that as well? Well, I think you know during the pandemic, at the heart of the pandemic, yes. I mean, it was challenging, but we you know, we got through it. Uh, We didn't change anything. We just were a little bit more patient. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's important for me, for my vendor partners to also understand that I'm not going to compromise on certain things. And, you know, so then they, they kind of understand and they, you know, they're very proud of the product that we're producing together. So, you know, when I say, you know what, we're, no, it has to be this paper. They understand and they, you know, they, they appreciate it. And, um, you know, I've built incredible relationships over my career, uh, you know, throughout the supply chain, because I find that my suppliers are proud to kind of be a part of all of this. And they like to know that they've helped create it. So, you know, no, we don't, we don't cut those corners. Good. good. You shouldn't, you shouldn't. I mean, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> more depressing than seeing something you think is going to be really nice and it's like oh why did they use this or right and you can't go back once you start down that road you know you can't you can't go back so i don't usually describe like specific new product introductions here just because they tend to get dated quickly but i'm gonna make an exception for <laughs> 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 your new collector's edition cards it is something else uh i got sent a bunch of samples um and they are just really oversized handmade creations that again they really do cross that line into fine art territory as each is really a little work of art um they have double envelopes like a like a wedding like an invitation uh really and um carefully considered embellishments each one is just a great joy to discover and as you say like i mean you got you are very good with information in the packaging but there is no way you're going to open this and not encounter a surprise or two both i think in the sending and the receiving i mean the the person who gets this is very lucky <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> These are card lovers cards. Um, they're $18.95 each, which is great. I think it's good because it doesn't cross that $20 threshold, which I think a lot of people kind of have in their mind as certain, oh, it's $20. I don't know what it is. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, since these kind of come out of left field in terms of what else is on the market, I mean, I'm tending to see more pared down things from more like quote unquote boutique stationary mm-hmm. brands. Um, I want to hear about how their idea came to you and a little bit more about how their creation unfolded. I'm so glad you love them because I think about what can I do that's totally new and has never been done before <laughs> in, in our industry, which is hard, you know, I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of innovation and, and so you know, what's, what's interesting about our conversation is that it all started with the envelope mm-hmm. because I, I thought nobody is doing 
a collectible envelope where the envelope itself is an experience. So, you know, I thought, let's start with these incredible envelopes that are totally designed inside and out, all over the front. And as you'll notice, as you look through many of the designs, even on the back, if the pattern overlaps from the flap onto the base, Mm -hmm. it's all lined up, which has never been done before. And, And the idea is that the envelope itself is something that is worth saving and collecting. Um, so we started there <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, we thought, okay, so we have this incredible envelope. How do we do a greeting card that is worthy <laughs> of this, these incredible envelopes? And so, and then I thought, how can we tell a story? I wanted the whole experience of receiving one of these to be just this, like this unwrapping of this beautiful gift, you know, so you start with this this very nice, high quality, solid envelope. You don't really know what's inside. You know, yes, you open yes. it up, <laughs> and you see this this just incredibly beautiful envelope. I mean, who's ever seen something like that, right? I mean, I just think they're amazing. And you open that up, and you take out this card that hopefully is kind of jaw dropping. I mean, that, that was the idea, you know, and, and again, this was a very challenging project because I didn't want to overwhelm the cards with treatment and embellishment, but I mean, wow. <laughs> I love that. Oh, That's my I mean, this guy, come on. <laughs> and you also and, have this to put, I mean, yeah, just, just for, exactly. to while he's exactly. the protective you know element so that you can you make sure nothing gets damaged and so you know and then you know we thought how do we make it remarkable inside as well so you know all of those pieces came together and uh and then you know we did design a unique uh, slip sheet for every card because there is a lot to to understand about this product and it has never been done before. So we oh. took the time to kind of try and show the consumer that there are many exciting elements. But I still think when you open it up, it's 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 a wow. And uh, I'll just share a story. I work with my son. He's in the business with me, and he's seen me create and he watched me develop these cards. And he said, "Yeah, mom." Those are pretty nice, you know. Those are really special, nothing like it. And so on his birthday, I gave him the landscape card. Okay. This, this oh, that one. one, yes, which I also have. I mean, like, I'm kind of not wanting to take them out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at this one inside. It's just like, ooh. But, you know, he said to me when he received the card, I mean, he'd seen them in the making. Like turning out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he said, Mom, it was breathtaking. And it made me feel so special that I got this card from you, you know. And you know, it just it just made my day. But you know, that's you know, that was the that was the goal. Wow. I hope you've we'll achieved it. Yeah. I mean wow, that orange is beautiful. It's you really kind beautiful. of feel the sun on on your face when you <laughs> and look at these. Totally. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So that's how it how it happened. And 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 so we we did 15 to start. I mean, I thought, you know, nothing like this has ever been done. No, no one's gone to a price point like this. Um, 
and let's see how they do. Um, but I think so far the response of everyone who seen, sees them has been pretty encouraging and exciting because I, I do think everyone recognizes that it's something really different and oh. new and special. So. Oh, yeah. And I mean, look, I mean, if you're going to add to it, I mean, as much as we got away from collectibles about 20 years ago, but there is sort of a thing where you, card lovers could collect every new design. Exactly. You know, that would be amazing. And it, I, it, I thought about numbering them, actually, and maybe we'll do some limited edition. You could. Year, you know, kind of this is this year's special one. I love this one, this this gorgeous peony. Ooh. I mean, this is a fine art painter who, who created this. And I mean, she's so talented. And then, you know, what I love, I mean, the, the peony itself is just Fantastic, incredible. a fantastic peony. <laughs> you know, and so we enhanced it with the background and we mounted it on this velvety flocked um, backing. And then and then the inside, I mean, look at that. Wow. <laughs> it's all flocked. Wow. It's, that, oh, that's flocked? Wow. Yeah, so it has texture. And, and then the envelope is just also, I think, wow. kind of a work of art in and of itself. And then this is what I meant by the design. It lines up. Can you see how it lines up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how you tell, like, if, if you're shopping for clothes and if the fabric should line up across the scene, you know. Exactly, if, exactly. Like so that, you're in a bathroom, you know, with wallpaper. It's perfect. Yeah, well, but those details make a huge difference. And then this is all locked Who would think? Well, yeah. you know, during COVID, during lockdown, when cards started getting, you know, assumed a new importance, I was, I would call when you would get one, like a red carpet moment. These are yeah. red carpet moments without the COVID. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty jazzed about them. I'm so happy you love them. <laughs> oh, I love them. No, and thank you for sending me a few samples. I, I mean, like I, you know, I had to. I didn't know how to process them. I had to just sort of look <laughs> the corner of my desk for a few days <laughs> before I yeah. could start interacting with them because they're, they're so precious. I mean, I think often, uh, you know, in with stationery, with gifts, it's like you want you want stuff to be precious, but you don't want it to be too precious that you don't use it. Like, oh, this journal yeah. is so nice. I can't use it. <laughs> like, you're, you're yeah. right on that line. But like, once you once you make that, once you dive in, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I used that. I'm so yeah, glad. I mean, it was really, it was meaningful to, to be able to give one to my, you know, give one to my son. It's kind of the first one I'd given and, and he loved it so much. And it, it was just made me, you know, it's just heartwarming. Oh, yeah, and, uh, totally. You know, kind of thing. And, you know, you, you could just create some, you know, something, I, the envelope by itself. I mean, as I said, that's where it started. I mean, it's world. all about the envelope with cards. People do not think about envelopes as much, but the moment when you open it and take it out, like we don't think about that moment. And that moment is so important. I think, you know, as card makers, we're so, we get so caught up in the elements. Oh, this is on the back. Oh, this is on the front. Oh, this is the greeting or there's no greeting, but you forget that really it's about the experience of receiving it either in the right. mail or on top of a gift. And it's something that, you know, happens in real time. And if we're not like sending and receiving our cards, we, we miss out on that. And, and um, our own product doesn't, it's not, it's not up where it could be, but I'm sure he'll save that yeah. card forever. So. 
I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. And maybe, maybe for, you know, maybe if he has children one day, maybe one of them will find it in his special box, you know, you never know. <laughs> I, bet I bet he will. And I bet they will. So I think it's so interesting. Like now I'm starting to see a lot of little makers open studio shops. And not only is it, I think, a viable, you know, income stream, but the, the, um, value of seeing the customer in the wild, so to speak, interacting with your line. What do they, what do they go to? What do they pass up? What do they look at? Um, is invaluable. And, you know, you were involved with the running of papyrus stores for, you know, ever and uh, before launching Nikki D. So you've had so many opportunities to observe customers in the wild. Um, what did you learn? Like, what do you, what did you learn from those years? And what would you tell retailers who sell cards not to do? It's, um, it's really interesting that you've, you know, kind of focused on that. I think the retail environment and watching customers, talking to customers, observing what they do and what they like has been the most informative and educational aspect of my career. And, and, and I've learned more about breeding cards through that experience than anything else, because when you're a wholesaler, you, you know, you're one step removed from the consumer, you know, your, your customer is the buyer. <laughs> of us, of you know, and you have to, you know, convince that buyer to buy your product, but you don't really know what happens next. And right. when you can see what's actually selling through the register and what people are responding to, it's often very different than what you would expect, which is really eye opening. Um, so I think the first thing I learned is a keep an open mind, try new things, uh, because. The consumer is incredibly savvy, very um, aware of what's in the market, um, and will surprise you with um, their degree of curiosity about what's new, what's different. It's I've, I've just found that really fascinating. And, you know, at the time I was uh, running both the wholesale business and the retail business, and I would compare our best sellers, you know, so the wholesale business would think one thing mm -hmm. but the consumer was telling us something different all assortment right. to the consumer you really learn what <laughs> what's working and what's not it's it's fascinating to me uh the that gap and that distance and like you being able to kind of track it is just an incredibly powerful tool i would think Oh yeah, it was great. And it really informed, um, you know, my approach to product development um, from then on, because I kind of understood that um, you can't look back. And I think, uh, you know, a, a mistake that a lot of companies make, it's a natural mistake, is you look at your best sellers and you look past, you look behind you as to, you know, what worked and what didn't work. And you try and kind of stay in that lane. And what I learned through my retail experience is that you've got to look ahead and offer something that hasn't been done before. And that's risky and scary because you have to be willing to invest in something kind of untested. But that's where, you know, something like the collector's edition comes into play. It's like, okay, let's show the consumer something totally new that's going to surprise them. 
and take that chance because if you can be successful at that, it, it, it just, it's groundbreaking, you know, and it, it, it bring, it propels your brand to a new place because this consumer starts to recognize that you aren't, you know, looking, you know, they, they can see you're not looking back, you're looking forward. I mean, it's really, I just, I, I just gained so much respect really for the <laughs> consuming community because people are really very, sophisticated in how they shop and think about things, especially in the premium space, maybe, you know, That's I don't know, that was my experience, but, you know, if, they, if they're going to spend $10 on a card, you know, they want it to be something really special and they don't want it to be something they've seen, you know, year in and year out before. They want to, they want you to inspire them with something new and something different. So, yeah. You know, what I would advise a retailer today is, you know, look for those things that are new and different and set you apart from, you know, you know, our consumers have so many choices today in retail, right? I mean, we can shop anywhere and we can shop from our couch. So if they're going to come to your store, I think, you know, the expectation is that you're going to offer a new experience, uh, a new way of presenting things, a unique way of merchandising, bringing, you know, your creativity and your ideas into the space so that your customer experiences something new. Oh, completely. And that's what they're looking for in retail. I mean, if you're going to a specialty retail, I mean, like they're not, they don't want to go see the same old, same old that they can right. see on their screen. <laughs> right, exactly. And they want to see it paired with something that they wouldn't have thought of themselves necessarily. Yeah. You know, how can I present this in a way that's, you know, new and different and refreshing and uh, offer it with, you know, other products that, that take it to a new dimension. And that's yeah. hard. It's hard to do, but I, I, I think um, a cohesive assortment, a certain point of view is something that the consumer is looking for today. And when they go to, you know, go to a store there, they, they want that retailer to, you know, bring a new vision right. to life for them. Right. right. So in greeting cards, it's about finding the innovative product, putting it together. You know, I would say, I think a mistake some, some retailers make with greeting cards is they buy lines you know they'll buy this from this line this is and they put it on a spinner or whatever and they line it up and they the, then they're expecting the consumer to shop every single fixture and look through all this stuff and you know for me when i'm shopping for a card if i want a thank you card i want to see all my thank you card choices in one place i don't want to have to go to this rack and that rack and this other rack <laughs> I want to be able to see my selection kind right. of all together right. so right. I can make my choice. Right. right. So right. And maybe put something near it that I might be able to put in the envelope or, you know, like yeah. make it a right. dynamic thing where exactly. I'm customizing something uh for the customer. I know I feel like um shopping in a lot of these mass, you know, these big boxes, it's very dehumanizing. Uh, they're so staid and, you know, everything's so perfect. Like I love going yeah. into a more, you know, funky independent store where it's just like, you know, vignettes are built, displays are built. And it's like an experience for me 
to discover it. And, um, and I tend to agree, uh, that the consumer for the handmade card, that that's what they want. I mean, they want to be, you know, entertained and dazzled and then they want to be able to give it to their friends and send it off into the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shopping now has become, you know, it is, it is entertainment, right? That's why people go go out. (laughs) And if you can delight someone uh, by just creating a very inviting, you know, space and unique merchandising and, and inspire them to think of things in new ways and get ideas. I think that that's, that's a real honor to be able to do that. And I think if for those retailers that are successful, it's, it's a home run. I mean, I was in a store the other day in Minneapolis that I absolutely love. It's called uh, Ampersand. Maybe I shouldn't well, say I think I've heard of it. That's okay. That's okay. People say names of stores on this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I happen to know the the owner. I've you know she's been buying my product for decades, and mm-hmm. um, every time I go to her store, I'm just blown away. It's it's a very high end gift shop, mm-hmm. and she carries all the high end uh, tabletop brands. Uh, which can um, be hard but she has these days, which can be really very hard. hard, very hard. But the way she puts it all together and the thoughtfulness with the merchandising, and then she has this, this paper room that is just, <laughs> you just want to live there. That's <laughs> so fun. Yeah. So I go there and I just, I can never stop spending money in there. <laughs> Everything looks so good. And it's so, it's like, wow, it's so aspirational. Right, right. You know, and to see it done really well is is always a great, great, great experience. Absolutely. And and I don't mean to also uh, put down any bead boxes. For example, I love Paper Source's card wall. Like I, unfortunately, the paper source in my town closed. I, uh, mm-hmm. But when, mm-hmm. I, when we had it, I used to love going to their card wall and I felt like, here's a mess or here's a bigger retailer that really understands how to make this category exciting, how to merchandise it, how to group it with boutique gifts, uh, but not, not be too gifty. It's just, yeah. it's just yeah. it's hard. It's, it's definitely a fine line and it's, a, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it is, it's harder when, you know, I mean, I've, I've, you know, when I had 200 papyrus stores, you know, it's very hard to create that community, regionality, uniqueness in every store. Um, And I think that's a big challenge for retailers is, okay, when I have more than one or two or three, how do I make each one special and unique and dialed into where it is? And that, you know, if I were to do it again, Mm -hmm. I'd spend a lot more time on that. Because I think that's important. And what again, what people need and want, they want their local store to reflect their community and, you know, what's going on around them. Not necessarily, I used to call it anywhere USA. You know, you'd walk into a mall and you could be anywhere. Right, right. They're all the same. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> I think those days are over for retail. Know. You know, I, I mean, I would tend to agree, but like, yeah, but you look at like a, like a, a retailer, like, and I'm just pulling her out of my hat. Um, Audrey Edurbanic, um, who yeah. in LA store, like she makes yeah. her stores really special. She has yeah. 
really, really special promotions. Like last year during the holiday season, I think anyone who brought in a dog, they had a Santa hat and they took a picture of the dog in the Santa hat and they gave it to them. Like, you know, just special yeah. things that make yeah. it more yeah. special. And also that, um, you know, speak to your, like you say, speak to your region. Like you don't want to show up with like a super New York store in Milwaukee. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely an art and a science for right. sure. Yeah. And I, and I also think that the, the retailers who do really well, they understand how to use social media. Like they understand that Instagram is a tool. Right. Live there, but they manage to offset it and, you know, promote themselves as a destination, move what's new, but still right. keep focus on like who is actually physically able to come in. Um, right. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the social media aspect is essential now. And we all live there. <laughs> it's unavoidable. And so, you know, and it, it's informative and it's fun if it's done well. Right, right. The retailers who do make it fun and get their customers engaged, like it's, you know, the, there's a real value there. Yeah. So our last question is a new department here at the Paperful that I'm calling Nerd Notes. It is sponsored by Paper Baristas, who, if you listen to that episode, is dedicated to making the world a better place, one card at a time. And how better to do this in a small but important way than with snail mail? Um, so in this segment, my guests and I both share a favorite card or letter we've received and why it is so special. And it's just the first one that comes to your head um, that you're comfortable sharing. Um, and I'll go first. Uh, unfortunately, I have a few letters like this in my collection from someone I really cared about who is no longer with us. Uh, this one comes from another maker who was also a designer to watch like you, Melissa Danahar of Bella Inc. Designs. She was actually the very first name in the my very first group uh, in 2010. Um, and I reached into a big box of notes I've been saving and I just randomly pulled this letter from her. <laughs> um, so it wanted to be here today. Um, it's dated uh, July 2015. It's on her custom stationery. Mm -hmm. um, I know it is. And in really, uh, it's just a friendly thank you. But now it really means a lot more. It just says, hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for including me in your article. It was a much needed boost. I hope you're enjoying your summer. She drew a little sun and she signed Melissa. Okay. And I have to say, I hold it and I remember not just her, but also all the amazing work that she put out into the world to celebrate birthdays and special events, not unlike yourself. So let's hear yours, Dominique. Okay. Well, I, I have one letter that's very special and um, I, I'll share it today. I mean, it's kind of a, a wild story, but this, this I, it's framed. Ooh. This is, wow. this is my great grandmother and it's been in our family that's been it's been passed on and she gave it to her daughter um in 1860 wow. on august 18th and this is her handwritten letter it's in german it says because my mother gave this to me and it's really resonated with me and it's, I just think it, it's kind of symbolic of what our industry does and how these letters and words and cards can be saved and cherished. So this says, um, simplicity, my daughter is the constant companion of innocence. 
So may you too choose simplicity in your words, your dress, and all that you begin. Avoid the artificiality which does not bring happiness, but instead distorts particularly a young woman. Stay simple and good, my daughter, and you will be joy of your parents and create the greater happiness for yourself. As you read these words, remember always your dear old mother. Aw, that is so beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? And I thought, you know, I mean, it, it's so these, the words mean so much, you know. They're what beautiful. is this, 150 years later? <laughs> it's amazing. So, I, I feel like you could rework that into a card for a daughter. Like, I would say that to yeah. you know. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I just thought in, and I have this in my house and I I've shared it with my kids and I'm going to give it to one of my kids, you know, one day. And I just feel like, you know, this symbolizes so much. And um, it's beautiful. I love that there's, and it's, there's innocence and simplicity. Like that's very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, great values. Right. I mean, and it's just, Amazing. And that, you know, you can see the ink and, you know, I can just en envision her writing that, you know, back, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I often say, you know, my grandparents would give me the cards, you know, birthday cards with like the long rhyming, I call them the rhyming couplets. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they would just sign their name, and I would say, and I'll say, well, you know, they picked this card, and the, the, it's the signature that's the value that yeah. means so much. But like that is really something else. So yeah, wow, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I just thought it's, it kind of it has been an inspiration for me, you know, as I continue in my work, and um, I just really think it's a wonderful thought that these cards that are put into the world and the, the emotion and, and feelings that are shared can inspire people, take you back to that moment and can really be discovered generationally. I mean, I, I have my memory box. I have it here. I'll show it to you. And, you know, one day somebody's going to go through this and it's read big. It's big. It's big. <laughs> I am in the in the business, but <laughs> mine's a little embarrassing as well. Yeah. <laughs> mine's embarrassing and disorganized. <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of a heap, but you know, it's a it's a really neat thought, and and uh, you know that'll give them a view into my life. You know, after I'm gone, and I just think that's kind of a very um, remarkable thing that that we do and 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 we don't really talk about that aspect of it that much uh, but yeah. I, I think it's real and I think it means a lot to people and there is a thread through the generations of words and uh, emotions and greeting cards and letters that have been exchanged so totally and when you think about how your artistry has become the thread through which so many others tell their story like people you'll never meet people you'll right. Never, like, right and yep. part of their story like i think that's something to be so proud of and i feel like we often forget about that and we do such important uh emo heavy lifting you know emotional heavy lifting and yeah. also just keeping people connected through time. And uh, it's just, it's often not acknowledged. Uh, 
and you're really at the top of the, you know, of that, of that thread, so to speak. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I used to, you know, talk about often with our, with our stores that we share, you know, in people's most meaningful moments in their lives, whether it's a new baby or, you know, a wedding or an anniversary or a condolence or, you know, a birthday, whatever. But, you know, these are really important milestone moments for people and that we get to be a part of that and share in that people would come and tell us their stories, you know, and ask us to help them write, you know, sometimes a message in a card. I mean, it, it was just, it's very touching. Right. And, uh, and like you said, you know, I think we've touched millions of lives over the decades. It's a pretty amazing thought. Um, when I slow down enough to think about it, <laughs> it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. And people, you know, they, they say to me, oh, my God, I love your cards. And I've, you know, I go out of my way to find them and send them. It, it's very, 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 very meaningful, really is. Yeah, I know you should be you should be so proud. And I love that you're and I love that your son is in the business as well. Um, are, I don't, how many are is he your only child who's involved? I have two, I have two sons. Uh-huh. Um, my oldest is a musician and, um, you know, does does that. And my youngest has kind of like me, I think, kind of always loved the business and has worked in it alongside uh, now for, wow, 10 plus years, I'd say. Wow. <laughs> uh, and he does all of the, you know, the operational uh, aspects of the business and also the website and uh, but he has a, a very creative eye and is loves the product and the process. And, and he, you know, he kind of feels the, the emotion of the business, just as I always have. So that, that's been fun. It's fun to share it with him. And I hope you know, he can continue it on one day. We'll see. <laughs> that's, odd. that's great. I mean, you, I mean, how, how wonderful I, you know, I, uh, the only other kind of, uh, family that I can kind of compare it to is legacy with Carlos and, um, uh, you know, Carlos Lonzo and then Libby started seedlings and she sort of took it right. into right. the place. Uh, that's right. yes. so I think these, I think it's so amazing to see, um, you know, how, how these business, you know, how a family business carries on and redefines itself and, you know, speaks to a different audience and moves with the times, but you should be so proud. I, um, hopefully okay. one, of, hopefully one of these days I'll get a chance to meet him at market. If he go, does he go, does he go to market? Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, yeah, we'll be uh, in Atlanta this year together and, um, he doesn't go to everyone, but neither do I, but <laughs> we can do Atlanta for sure. And sometimes New York. Um, and then I don't know what we'll do, but yeah, he's out there. He's around. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll be in Atlanta this year. So hopefully, hopefully I'll pass across and, and I can oh, get That would be wonderful. That would be great. Yeah. yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Well, Dominique, I cannot thank you enough for coming by the Paperfold. It was a real treat. I really, really enjoyed our discussion. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it, too. It was really a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Dominique, for dropping in the Paperfold. Stationery is so lucky to have your expertise and artistry in our corner, making every last special occasion truly magical, not just today, but tomorrow, too. 
Finally, thank you for listening. Of course, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review if you're so inclined. The Paperfold is proud to be a member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. To learn more about this dynamic community, please visit evergreenpodcast.com. Thank you so much, nerds. Have a wonderful holiday season and please stay safe out there. Thank you.